Hi, I'm Dr. Valerie Small, and thank you once again for tuning in to our podcast. I have with me here today licensed psychotherapist Bonnie Harrison, and today we're going to continue our discussion uh, on marriage and the family, but specific segment, the specific segment today, we're going to be highlighting uh, counseling and why some individuals believe or feel that it's not necessary to go to counseling and then why others do find it necessary to go to counseling. So, Bonnie, um, why do you think that quite often we have people that believe it's not necessary for them to go to counseling? Well, I think counseling, just like relationships, Mm -hmm. People go into counseling for various reasons, Mm -hmm. the same as they go into relationships for various reasons. People don't get into relationships. Some people just don't want to be in a relationship for various reasons. And some people don't want to get involved in counseling for various reasons. Okay. Relationships and avoiding getting into relationships, I think, is a little bit different Okay. Then counseling, mm-hmm. when people don't want to or don't see the value in, I will avoid counseling. Um, number one, I think the average person would say, well, first of all, they think that counseling means that there's something wrong with you. Are you crazy? Okay. Yes. And that is a very common um, Stigma? Mis- misbelief. Misbelief. Okay. Among a lot of ethnic groups, a lot of cultural groups. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think, particularly people that have a deep-rooted uh, experience in religion, for example, in religious belief systems, Okay. a lot of those individuals don't believe counseling is necessary because they think that God is all, the only answer that they need. Wow. Okay. And uh, if you take it to God and you're earnest, then God will answer all your prayers. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that's not true. But I also believe that it's true that prayer without works is dead. Okay. So my question then becomes one of if God is all-knowing, omnipotent, and omnipresent, that means that God is everywhere all the time Uh and knows everything. Why would God create the field of medicine? Okay. Why would God create and give certain individuals the skill to become doctors, okay. to become healers at various levels, if it was not to be used for the purpose of supporting God's children. Mm, okay. So I think that to believe uh, from one perspective that God is all we need, mm-hmm. I think that's that's true. But it, uh, for example, food is all we need to survive. Mm. But you can eat certain food. And you won't last very long. That's true. Or you can avoid eating certain foods, and it can improve the quality of your life. Okay. So avoiding um, counseling can not necessarily hurt mm-hmm. when the individual is doing other things, engaging in other interventions that okay. can produce a similar result. Wow. Okay. Um, there's also for, and I'll just be honest with you, I, I, I'm, I've been black longer than I've been anything else. Okay. I've been a black African-American <laughs> woman. And so okay. I'm pretty um, well-versed mm-hmm. in my history. Okay. And when I look at the history of historical harm 
which is primarily centered around slavery for us. Yes, yes. Not necessarily starting with the Atlantic slave trade. Mm, okay. Um, slavery started for us way before the Atlantic slave trade. It did. But just talking about slavery and the black African-American experience here in the U.S. Yes. Who is different from the um, African experiences in other countries. Yes. Um, there is such a great amount of shame mm. attached to that experience. Yes. There's so much rage uh, attached to that experience that some people believe, number one, that there um, is something wrong with them. Okay. Um, therefore, I don't want people to know mm. that I need or I'm involved in counseling because it means something is wrong with me. Typically, in our community, it means you're crazy. Yes, okay. And my contention is for some people, you will go crazy if you don't get the help. That's exact. I agree. Some I agree, people, um, We have a tremendous amount of, of substance abuse and drug addiction mm -hmm. and dependency in our communities. Yes. And very often, more often than not, my experience as a licensed psychotherapist and as a certified alcoholism and substance abuse counselor mm -hmm. is that more often than not people are doing self-medication and self-treating mental illness mm -hmm. by engaging in drug using behaviors the abuse which okay. is different from experimentation okay every society every society um, has youth mm -hmm. that experiment with everything that's right. That's including true. drugs. Mm -hmm. Experimentation is not the problem. Dependency, continued use will lead to dependency. Wow. And uh, we say addiction. Mm -hmm. And that means that if the reason you, if in, during the process of experimentation, mm -hmm. you discover that you get relief in certain areas, you feel better, mm -hmm. then the brain is wired to go toward more and more pleasure. Okay. And more pleasurable things. Mm -hmm. So why would you stop doing something that causes you to feel so good um, if it also is taking care of voices that you hear in your head or these sad feelings that you feel all the time mm -hmm. uh, prevents you from having conversations and interacting with people okay. because the drug can make you very gregarious depending upon what it is and very active depending upon what it is. Right. And it can s slow down voices and get rid of voices. So people self-medicate. Uh, for a lot of psycho-emotional reasons, okay. and then they find themselves totally dependent, dependent on a substance that's not their friend. Wow, wow. Um, and, 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 and Bonnie, in addition to all of that, then they're taking all of that into relationships. Well, a lot of times people are addicted to substances, dependent on substances, and they have maintained that secret for years because they are highly functional. Some substances will allow you to be functional. Okay. Um, and so it's not easy to spot and identify someone that is addicted. So a lot of people get into relationships with people that are addicted and okay. they don't know it. Wow. Some people okay. get into relationships and they have n no experience at all with drugs and find themselves, as a result of these relationships, addicted. Mm. Um, but the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that when we have these wounds, okay. when we have these unacknowledged uh, pains and grief 
and yes. losses. Okay. Um, this shame, all yes. these unacknowledged things, mm-hmm. and we don't get help in mm-hmm. sorting it out. Yes. We set ourselves up to number one, be taken advantage of by other people. Wow. Wow. Because they can clearly see what's going on, and we might be totally oblivious to what's going on with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But secondly, we set ourselves up to um, end up with the problem being magnified. Okay. Because the longer it's not addressed, the more ingrained it becomes. And the more ingrained it becomes, the older we become, and mm-hmm. the harder it is. To make to bring about change. Wow. So 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 uh, wait before you go any further, Bonnie, because you are saying so much that is um, this is a loaded conversation once again. Uh, and um, you, I just want to back up for a moment. You saying wounds, wounds that were not healed, or wounds that um, that sometimes is as if you still you pour more alcohol or fire into some of these wounds, or things happen that trigger something else and then the next thing you know it's because a wound that was not healed Mm -hmm. and this is where you're saying that the counseling if they go into the counseling the this might be this might come this could come up and come out exactly and 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 we know when it's appropriate to get some some counseling Mm -hmm. we all we have to do is look at our lives and see how well they're working and none of us are going to have a perfect score in every area of our life it doesn't mean that the, that you have to run out and get therapy, though. Okay. It doesn't mean that. Okay. Uh, if you have difficulty managing your life, if other people have difficulty negotiating life with you, those are clues. Wow. Okay. Um, and again, the the whole issue around what causes us to feel unsafe mm-hmm. and what causes us to feel shame, which is another form of not feeling safe. If you don't want to be exposed, mm-hmm. you're not going to feel safe exposing yourself. Right. Um, there's also the reality that in black African-American culture, there are not a lot of resources available to us when it comes to the various clinical practices. Okay. Uh, very often we've had to get help from... Uh, people that we consider our oppressors. Yes. Because there has been a history of oppression uh, brought upon us by certain groups. Okay. And um, so if your immediate avenue toward relief is to get therapy from someone that represents your oppressor, then the average person is not going to do that. Okay. And all the more reason they're not going to want that person to know what their deepest, darkest secrets are. That's okay. So an answer to that, a remedy is for more of us, Mm -hmm. um, depending, it doesn't matter what the ethnocultural group is. Okay. We need more people like ourselves that are culturally competent in our work. Okay. To be available. Excellent. And we need to have systems in place Excellent. where these resources are made available. And therefore, there needs to be various kinds of counseling approaches available for people to choose from because every approach is not going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, every personality, just because you're licensed, it doesn't mean that you're effective or that you're even healthy. That's right. I okay. know licensed therapists that are very unhealthy. Okay. Okay. They really need some serious help themselves. themselves. Wow. But they, wow. The, the government says, uh, the licensing agency says that you answered the questions that needed to be answered as 
proof that you know the material. Mm. And that's what they are looking for in order to license you. Passing tests. Passing tests. And some and, people are very good test takers. Okay. And sometimes the best therapists out there have never um, taken a test. Mm. Wow. Never got a license. Right. Right. But okay. Sometimes people's life experiences. Yes. When they have developed themselves. Okay. Can be as powerful. Okay. Um, but the danger, though, is in letting someone work with you around your issues, particularly unconscious issues, when they haven't done that work themselves. When they haven't done because the work they themselves. they take you someplace they've not been. Excellent. And in my training, mm -hmm. I, 600 hours of individual and 600 hours of group counseling was required before they would relinquish my papers after I had done all my coursework. Wow. I still had to be involved in counseling in order for me to be qualified by them to practice to practice so yeah. so what you're saying Bonnie is that um, there's a couple of things that you just said you said that uh, people should seek out different types of the healing process and counseling because just because someone's licensed doesn't mean that that's the person for you because Absolutely. then we have personalities mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that you said especially in our communities the black community there's not a lot of resources available to us or people who are qualified that looks like us that we can identify with that can actually, uh, we can sit down and have these conversations with for the healing process. But there's uh, something else that you had mentioned earlier in the segment, in the episode that we did for the week uh, on Thursday. You had brought in um, spirituality and uh, religion and just because someone is what under whatever faith they follow does not always necessarily mean that maybe that pastor, that minister is also qualified as well. And we made it clear that we're not knocking any type of religious, um, any type of religion, excuse me, or um, any methods at all. But what we're saying is that, or what you were saying is that just because you go to this particular church doesn't mean that that pastor or minister is even qualified as well. That's, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Because it won't matter what your faith mm -hmm. or your religious practices. There are certain skill sets okay. that must be in place okay. in order for you to be a helper mm -hmm. that can guide people in such a way that they're able to tap into their own strengths. Okay. And out of that, come up with self-discovery mm. and behavioral change. Excellent. In order for behavior to change, it means there has to be a change on the uh, cognitive and affective level. Wow. And wow. in order to have change cognitively and affectively, there are certain things that have to happen. Mm -hmm. And everyone's not aware of or trained to get you there. Mm, okay. Some people, I've known people who have been in therapy for years and years, and they're still doing basically the same thing they did before. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, Bonnie, um, as we come to a close with this uh, segment, okay, what are some, what are two things that you would leave our listeners with, our audience with, as far as the importance of 
or the importance of and the necessity of actually getting counseling. If you had to leave them with two things, what would you probably say to them or leave them with? Uh, that's that's a tall order. That's a tall order. So can we get one? Comes to mind mm-hmm. is um, answering certain questions for yourself and asking yourself. Do you believe, or personalizing that, and do I believe that I am a child of God? Mm, wow. Since I am a child of God, do I believe that I have unlimited potential? And the next piece is, am I living up to my full potential? Am I actually performing as the best person I can be? And if the answer is no to any of those questions, then you can look began to look at where you can start to work on yourself mm. to such an extent that you can move closer and closer to being the person that you potentially can be. Wow. Because I hear people all the time say, God didn't make no junk. Well, then why are you acting as though you are just junk? Why are you tolerating this as though you're just junk? Wow. Why is it that you have all this potential that you're not living up to and realizing, mm-hmm. you know, who are you punishing? Why are you so angry with God? Wow. Because wow. you're a reflection and a, a part of who God is. And if God deserves the best, then so should you. Excellent. And that's what I have to say. That's it. That's all with that. That's it. That's all. And I want to say thank you once again, Bonnie Harrison, our expert psychotherapist again dropping nuggets and giving us tips and tools as to what she believes is um, necessary and what she believes will assist us in healing ourselves ourselves so i'm dr valerie small once again with life strategists with a little bit of small advice making things happen and again remember to watch our episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and other social media forums. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Dr. Valerie Small, and I'm here once again with uh, our licensed psychotherapist, expert Bonnie Harrison. And today we are going to uh, talk about, Bonnie's going to share with us today, the spiritual component that she believes exist in relationships. So, Bonnie, you believe that within all relationships, there's a spiritual component. Now, we're not talking about religion. Uh, We're talking about a spiritual component. Uh, Would you expand on that and explain to us, explain to our listeners why you believe that there really is a spiritual component, spiritual connection in all relationships? Well, I first of all start out by clarifying the fact that I believe um, religion has to do with secularism. It has to do with um, a particular belief system okay. that is um, similar or dissimilar to others mm. because of the secular nature of it. Okay. Spirituality, I look at as something that embodies universal principles. Okay. Um, for example, in any religion, basically, uh-huh. there's the concept of um, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Uh-huh. Okay. There's uh, a belief that uh, 
honor thy mother and thy father, so that the days shall be long uh, from the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee. Mm -hmm. That is a Christian statement, but the behavior and the belief can be viewed throughout all the religions that I've been familiar with, and I'm, I'm limited, believe me. Okay, okay. But um, there's no group of people yet that I've met that um, even in the Bible it talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Mm -hmm. Well, there are um, belief systems that go beyond that. Okay. That um, don't believe that we have to be reactive. And just because someone does something to us, we have to do something equally to them. Okay. So there are universal principles that are designed to bring about and maintain harmony mm -hmm. in the universe. Okay. So if, and there are, and you know this to be a truth, that we can look at all the various religious belief systems that we know, mm -hmm. and there's not one that has not been fraught with disharmony. Mm, and okay. reasons to enslave people and reasons to kill people and you have the Christian wars and all of these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and Christians weren't the only ones that were killing and enslaving people. Okay. But the point I'm making is that that's secular and that has to do with Christianity. Again, not to disparage Christianity. Right. Because all Christians don't think alike hey, mm -hmm. and don't behave the same even though they adhere to the same doctrine. Yes. But some Christians interpret that doctrine differently. Okay. Therefore, they behave differently. Mm -hmm. But in a spiritual belief system, there mm -hmm. are certain principles that are just universal. Okay. And uh, it allows for individuals to treat each other in, with love and lovingly. Okay. Doesn't mean that they're not Christian doctrine mm -hmm. that don't espouse the same thing. Right. But... Um, when it comes to relationships, yes, I talk about uh, certain cultures of people that have built into that culture the belief that we all come here as spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Different from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay. In Christianity, for example, we talk about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Which is a spirit that's connected to God. Okay. That we have access to and is entwined in who we are, I believe. Okay. But when we talk about spirit from, a, from an indigenous perspective, we're talking about energy. Okay. We believe that energy is mm. something that cannot be created nor destroyed. Yes. Therefore, if someone is born, uh, we know, those of us that have this belief system, they've been here before. Yes. And a lot of religious belief systems, they don't believe in reincarnation, mm -hmm. which is kind of hard for me to understand if they believe that Jesus came back and rose from the dead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> However, um, okay. I'm not a biblical scholar, so I can't really uh, get into too much conversation about that. Okay. But some things I read just are congruous or incongruous to me. Mm -hmm. And so to not believe that um, we can be reborn okay uh, is incongruous to me okay. if we believe as Christians as some people are that Jesus died and was reborn he died for, for our sins but he came he rose he not only was he reborn he rose from the dead and wasn't even there when his when his mother came to look for him and to wash his feet okay so um, 
when you think about the fact that in these indigenous African, for example, cultures, because there are other indigenous cultures that believe the same thing. Yes. But that we come here with a job to do. Okay. Um, our creator, because we're part of a whole, everybody has something to do to keep the whole Wow. Home. Okay. And I, I like mean, that. W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-Y. Okay. But W-H-O-L-Y. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And so if everyone plays their part, there's balance maintained mm-hmm. in the universe. Okay. So if I have a job to do, let's say I do believe that the job I came here to do was to teach. Mm-hmm. To facilitate healing through teaching. Okay. Uh, and I've learned various ways to teach people okay um and i need to um support someone else whose job is to learn that their job is to be a part of a healing process okay and that can't be done without them teaching and living by example is one of the best ways to teach. Wow. So it would make sense to me that mm-hmm. that person and the person whose job is to become a teacher would be attracted to each other one way or the other. But by, by natural uh, attraction or because the community has decided the two of you need to marry. Okay. Because the two of you bring something to the table that we need to survive as a group. Mm, okay. And it's not about you. Right. It's about the survival of the group. Of the group. Which is unlike Western ideology, which is about individualism. Yes. So you do this because it pleases you, or you don't do it if it doesn't please you. And I'm not saying that I'm uh, not happy about being born in a society right. that allows me, the and I'll put this quote, freedom, end quote, to be who I am, whoever I'm discovering that is. Okay. I'm still discovering who Who I I am. That's right. You're still evolving. You're still evolving. Oh, okay. This is an example of Okay. This wasn't planned. The phone is doing what it wants to do, the way it wants to do, when it wants to do, because you can't think of everything. So you couldn't think of making sure that the phone is off. Right. But it didn't, it didn't create any change in the flow of ideas. Yes. And that's life. There'll be unexpected things that will happen. Mm. And it doesn't have to change the flow. Okay. If you understand purpose and you're on purpose. We're on purpose. We're on purpose. We understand the purpose for this conversation. Excellent. So that phone ring didn't stop anything. Mm-hmm. And so spiritual, the spiritual nature of a relationship means that okay. all these things can come into play. Mm-hmm. Unexpected things. Mm-hmm. Things that you thought you planned so that they wouldn't happen, but things happen that you have absolutely no control over. Okay. So if your relationship is built around spirituality, mm-hmm. you can typically withstand those unexpected bumps in the road. Wow. And you also are motivated to get past them because both of you are clear about why you're here and what you have to do, and it's bigger than you and the way you're feeling about things right now. Now, let me, now, Bonnie, you said something earlier. Um, Western culture, and we know this, uh, teaches the ideology of individualism quite often. So when it comes to, and we talked about spirituality, okay, 
And we know that the divorce rate is pretty high. All right. Uh, people are getting divorces, whether it's in the secular or, you know, in the world or whether it's in the church. We just know that the divorce rate is pretty high right about now. Okay. Do you believe or could some of it be that, uh, as, as we mentioned through some of the segments, people not doing the work and also identifying that maybe we're missing what we're supposed to do spiritually. There's not a spiritual connection or they, they are supposed to be joined together to do some work in the earth, but because they do not identify that little spiritual aspect that that could be some of the challenges or problems. I think it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. I don't think that anything is just black and white. There's always a gray and gradations of that. Okay. There's a spectrum. Okay. I think that we can associate with just about anything. Mm. And I believe that... Um, People are motivated to stay or leave relationships for various reasons. Okay. And I do believe that you can be spiritually attracted to each other and know that the attraction is spiritual. Mm, I think okay. you can be attracted to each other and not know that you manifested this relationship for spiritual reasons. Wow. I do believe that things that when we are in alignment with purpose, uh -huh. then we manifest what that thing looks like. Uh -huh. If we are out of alignment, then what we manifest is something that's not always pretty uh -huh. and does okay. not always feel good. Okay. It's not always healthy. Okay. But whatever we end up with, it, believe it or not, is a function of our decision-making, okay. the decisions that we make, mm -hmm. which are different from choices. We'll talk about the difference of decisions and choices at another time, but decisions are basically um, things that happen when, when we compare one thing against another, so we decide to do this because it's better than that, okay. this feels better than that. Okay. Or this will get me farther than that will, mm. so I decide to do this. Okay. And since we have all these different reasons that we enter into relationships with individuals, very often those decisions that we made mm -hmm. are out of sync with purpose. Wow. Out of sync with purpose. That's... So the relationship doesn't work. Wow. And people are not really that going to be that invested in making it work. Mm-hmm. If you come from a society where looks and feelings and possessions and image motivate decisions around behavior, Okay. then we get married for those kinds of reasons. Uh -huh. And the spirituality and the spiritual nature of the liaison or the connection is totally missed or not even, people are not even aware of it. Okay. So if I meet you and you turn me on sexually and you have um, long hair uh -huh. and light eyes and for whatever reason I'm attracted to that then I might marry you for for those reasons. Okay. Now, when the eyes get faint and the body's no longer fabulous and the hair starts thinning, 
Mm-hmm. And the bags get under the eyes, and the jaw starts dropping, and the neck starts creeping. Uh-oh. And you don't have money to go to the plastic surgeon. Uh, okay. And the person that, identif- that married you, married you for those reasons, there's no reason for them to stay with you. Mm. Because you're no longer that individual. You don't look like the person they were attracted to. Okay. Um, you're different now. And they want what they were attracted to. So now they're off to a younger-looking person. A more vivacious person, okay. a person with more energy, mm-hmm. and uh, then that person looks at them one day and says, "Uh-uh, you're too old. Okay, <laughs> you don't look like, and you can't do what I thought you could do. Right? So I'll stay with you because of the, the money. Okay. So all of these things go on in various relationships, mm-hmm. and um, that also is the the, the uh, understanding that through ancestral inheritance okay. that happens through our DNA spirit mm-hmm. puts people together for okay. reasons Okay, and sometimes something that happened three generations ago the spirit of that ancestor mm-hmm. is still with you okay. and is protecting you okay. or wants you to learn a lesson and will allow you to get involved with a certain kind of person. Okay. To give you an opportunity to learn what you need to learn. Mm. And to do what you need to do to heal. Okay. And once you do that, it also allows and frees up that ancestor to move on and to return to what we call an Igbe. To return to that ancestral village where the other ancestors sit with God. Mm-hmm. And are being constantly um, educated okay. and informed by God. That's why ancestors are so powerful. Mm-hmm. And we need to have a living communication with them because they are, they do have the ear of God. Mm-hmm. They are there. Okay. And they can then, through their relationship with us, if we open that pathway mm-hmm. and are not afraid and see it as voodoo and hocus pocus, right. but no more than a normal conversation with this person that we love Okay. who physically is not here but we understand spirit spiritually so we spirit they are mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be able to remember them okay. wow um, we then understand that some of what we go through or all of it is designed to teach us lessons wow to let us have certain experiences for example if my lesson is to learn how to love myself I might end up in a relationship that's very abusive okay for the purpose wow. of me okay experiencing that abuse and mm-hmm. deciding if I'm worth not having that experience or am I worth getting out of it? Wow. Or do I say to myself, well, I've got these children and I've got to feed these kids, mm-hmm. so I'm going to stay in this relationship because I want my kids to have to go to the best schools. And Yeah, but it's screwing up your kids' heads. It's teaching them the wrong things about relationships and yes. what their boundaries are. And then they grow up and start making the same kind of choices. And so this is what we call in some circles generational curse. A generational curse. You know, alcoholism, substance abuse, going back and forth to jail, having lots of children without the benefit of marriage. Yes. Generational curses. Wow. And that stuff happens because, in my theory, okay. our ancestors love us enough to want to get our attention. Okay. So that we have an opportunity to heal what is wounded and broken. Okay. That we've inherited from our previous experiences of enslavement. Mm-hmm. I know this is a lot to, to digest. Yes, it, it is, Bonnie. a lot more 
information that I'm putting out there today. Right. But this is also a course I teach. It's also mm. retreats and workshops that yes. I run. So if people are interested in learning more about ancestral inheritance and DNA and the yes. memories and the imprints and how that shows up in our relationships and our children and our families. Wow. And how we do or do not okay. unite to address issues that affect us all in our communities. Wow. I think it has a lot to do with our lack of knowledge about DNA and ancestral inheritance and spirit. And spirit. As well as spirituality, yeah. Wow. Bonnie, again, this was a loaded segment, and what we're going to have to do is, um, and we've been talking about it, uh, hosting a workshop and a seminar and a weekend getaway, uh, which will probably be coming up sometime. We talked about it in October, and we need to, I think that is something that's really needed because from what we're hearing, a lot of people are in a place where there's wounds that need to be healed. They've been uh, broken hearts, and this just need a lot of healing that needs to take place. So I think that it would be um, excellent if we put something together. Well, I certainly have enough in my, in my can. Oh, as boy. They say. I've got lots and lots of material. Lots and lots. And I have several workshops that, that touch on and address what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, so I'd be happy to do that uh, with you because I, I love the work you do. And I love I the work love you the do. Work you do, and I love that we can work together as sisters. Exactly. Uh, wanting to support each other's work and the wellness of our community and our families. Exactly. And I just want to thank you for for this. It really is a blessing. It really is it's a, a blessing. Spiritual blessing. It really is, yeah. Bonnie, to work yeah. with you. Um, but before we conclude, how can they contact you? And what materials do you have for our listeners right now? A way that they can contact you, reach out to you. Um, if they're interested in attending any of your workshops, seminars, uh, if they're even interested in you uh, coaching them as well. Well, I do coaching. I also run counseling groups, mm -hmm. and I do individual counseling using a telehealth model. Okay. So people can, I'm as close to you and as available as your telephone, mm. uh, as your computer. Okay. And um, as a matter of fact, I work with people with so-called disabilities. Okay. Like they think they're differently abled. Okay. People are abled differently. Okay. This kind of means uh, the, the removal and getting rid of. Mm, okay. And I don't think anyone is disabled. That's something we can all do. Yes. And I think there are things that some people can do that others can't do okay. well mm. at all. But um, because of that population, um, because of the fact that some people work at night, so in, in the day or whatever, mm -hmm. I make my services available to people via phone. Okay. And um, there are classes that I'll be promulgating some more information soon. Okay. There are classes that people can take with me over the internet. Excellent. Okay. Um, and of course, there are the um, weekend retreats. Yes. And then there are the half day workshops and seminars okay yeah so bonnie that i mean you're loaded so well all people have to do is to um email me if they're interested at bonnie that's this is all lowercase okay it's b-o-n-n-i-e n-y-c 65 mm. at yahoo.com Okay. And then they can call me. I have no issue with people calling me. Okay. Uh, 
The number is 212-690-2965. And just let me know that Dr. Valerie Small referred you. Oh, and then I'll know exactly, because I also, I get a lot of calls and, and people wanting to engage themselves in various things I do. And the truth of the matter is, I do give preference to people that are referred by okay. my colleagues and friends and family. Excellent. So for them to mention your name mm-hmm. would put them in a sense ahead of the list unless there's someone that's truly in crisis. Yes. I don't uh, put anyone before people that are in crisis. Excellent. But um, that's one way of, of really getting me to understand that uh, there's someone that I should consider okay. yes, ahead of some other groups of people. Wow. Well, Bonnie, I want to say thank you once again. This was another loaded segment. And uh, so far we've been doing well with our episodes on marriage and family and relationships building, healthy and whole relationships. And uh, we're soon to be coming up on our last, our final segment. And um, I think we have a surprise for everyone. Well, we, let's don't give it away today, no, though. let's not give it there away. It wouldn't be a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise. No, it would not. So they are going to have to wait uh, and that will be the seventh segment and yes. episode. Yes. So it promise, we promise you it's going to be a winner. It's going to be a winner. So once again, I'm Dr. Valerie Small. And I'm Bonnie Harrison signing off. Thank Just you. Just for today. Just for today. Have a good night.